0: The MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Maynard, Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome in, and thank you for joining me on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mader. We got a great one in store for you guys today. But first, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell notification that we get notified whenever we have new content available to you. You can also stay up to date with the show when you're on the go by downloading us on your favorite podcast app, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, It's Operation Domination, baby. That's Wednesday night. It's time to put last week behind us and move forward into the new week so we can continue to win you championships and cash you tickets. Uh, Yeah, I won't be by myself for very long, hopefully. I'm not really sure where the other guys are at. I guess they didn't get the memo. Uh, Hopefully, we'll hear from them soon. But... We do have, of course, a full slate of action-packed games and getting through all the information we got to get through for you guys to help you out is a bear when we don't have any bye weeks yet. A couple more weeks until week five. We start getting some bye weeks in here, but nonetheless, I feel pretty prepared in helping you guys be able to win your weeks and cash those tickets. So... Make sure you ask your questions as the show goes on. We'll answer any start situations, trade questions, all kinds of things, waiver, add drops. We're just here to help you out and have some fun along the way. Let's just start into, uh, let's get our first matchup with the Thursday night game. (laughs) Okay. So our first matchup, we got the Giants taking on the San Francisco 49ers. This game right now has been fluctuating between a minus 10, minus 10.5, somewhere in there. The point is, San Fran plans on going into this game at least 10 point favorites against the New York Giants. It should come, frankly, as no surprise. The more surprised that the over under is 45, because I don't know if the Giants can score points in this game. No Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones, as I've well documented over the weeks, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know that this guy, when he does not have a bottom tier matchup in a defense to go up against he is terrible fantasy wise in fact that's actually why I have him ranked at my QB 17 ECR's got him at 15 just a couple spots lower but after he was the QB 1 last week I have Daniel Jones as a must bench this week because of that said matchup that's what we're talking about in today's show with that the number one quarterback goes right to your bench now because he's playing against a competent defense and it's elite defense but all he has to do is play a competent defense and I don't want to play him you take Saquon Barkley out of that mix now the RPO isn't as active and now all of a sudden we got a mess on our hands but let's welcome in Chase Thornton to the show Chase how we doing buddy pretty good what do you
1: know tonight dude
0: not much. We got the Operation Domination show. It just got kicked off a little bit with the Giants and 49ers, and uh, I guess everybody else is leaving us hanging for now. We'll see if they get in <laughs> as, the show, as the show goes on. Uh, <laughs> so I just talked about Daniel Jones is a must bench for me, Chase. What, what do you think after being the QB one oh, last
1: week? I don't have him as a must bench, but I definitely I have him outside of outside of starting range. I've got him at 17 this week, so I don't have him starting even in a deep league in 16. I just think it's it's too too rough a matchup and with the uncertainty surrounding saquon barkley he's not going to have a whole lot of help back there, taking pressure off of him um their offensive line is banged up to beat the band right now which is hard to say three times fast but uh yeah <laughs> i i don't have him I, I definitely don't have him as a must start not yet you know as well as anybody else i'm a danny dimes guy i love me some daniel jones um but i just yeah, i don't think that he's going to have enough help right now uh he finally got his rushing yards last week which is which helped and he and he had, a good, he had a good passing game. He hit 300 yards passing. He should have, yeah, he played like a number one, a starting quarterback, but that ain't gonna happen this week with no Saquon. I don't think we're gonna see Saquon and with no, you know, no O-line help against that 49er defense.
0: Yeah, if you were actually gonna start Dion Jones, you'd have to hope he comes up with something in garbage time. His value is so hand in hand. With his rushing ability. and they have no Saquon and the 49ers can just tee off on him in the RPO action, I don't know how much rushing room he's gonna have. So that's why he's on the bench for me here. Uh Brock Purdy, by the way, though, 230 and a half passing yards, not gonna quite hit the over on that, but I will hit the over on one and a half passing touchdowns, which is prop is sitting at right now. Last week was the first week. We'll try that again. Last week was the first week that he did not throw for two touchdowns since he started in a regular season game. And really, yeah. that's because he had a couple missed throws in the game. Could have actually had a huge day. I suspect that won't be the case this week, whether Brandon Ayuk plays or not. And we'll get into that in just a second. But let's, of course, you're playing Christian McCaffrey. Oh, by the way, Christian McCaffrey's, I don't know who set these over-unders this week, but I, I there's a lot of great values. 79 and a half rushing yards against this New York giant team right now. I don't know if people are just freaking out. Cause they're like, Oh, they're going to, and Irish are talking about they have to rest him. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe no. for eight carries, relax. He's going to get over a hundred yards rushing this win. So hammer the over on that one. Let's talk about the giants backfield though. Cause Saquon, we know he's out. It was coach speak the whole time that he was going to be game time decision. Right. He was never going to be a thing. That's why Matt Breida was number five on my waiver wire rankings. But I don't have him inside my top 36. For one thing, I, I wasn't super thrilled about having my waiver wire rankings because it's a maybe a one-week wonder because it is talking about Saquon in a way that maybe he does play next week. Maybe you get two weeks out of it. You hate the matchup. You know it's going to be a three-man committee most likely, at least a two-man committee, probably Gary Brightwell. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a little bit of air gray in there. And look, Kyron had success last week. I get it but he's also targeted 10 times and he got in the end zone twice. His efficiency, yeah. 3.7 yards per carry. I don't really want to play Matt Breida. I know teams are running back needy though. Chase, where you got Matt Breida.
1: Yeah, I, I think he was a, he he was a priority waiver wire ad because of course, and, and you know, he's taken over for Saquon and we all know that, you know, he's going to be the lead of, like you said, even if it is a committee, uh, he's the best of the three guys they got left in pass protection. So you, I mean, he's going to get the work that Saquon would have had, but I don't think the game script is going to be there for them to continue to just hand him the ball. We already talked about their myriad issues on the offensive line. Uh, they're facing the 49ers. This is It's just not a good matchup all around. If Saquon can't return next week, if this does turn into a two or three week thing, I definitely like Breida better down the road as in next week and the following week, much more than I like him this week. So no, I, I'm right there with you. I've got him right at ECR at 37. So I'm, yeah, I'm not high on him either, but... He was a priority ad for, for good reason. Yeah. No,
0: 100%. If you did, have you had Saquon? You probably felt the need to pick up Matt Breida. again. That's why it was on my list. I just don't like it for this week. Uh, Devil Samuel, you're going to play him. I'm a little bit higher than the ECR, but I do want to cash. <laughs> His 54-and-a-half receiving yards prop. He's been over that the last two weeks in a row, and Bran Yuke may, may not play. He does play, maybe be limited. This just sets up to be a good matchup for Debo Samuel, so I'm hammering the over on the 54-and-a-half receiving yards. Speaking of Bran Yuke. Now, he was able to play in and out that game with the shoulder issue. You could tell it hindered him. Again, if Brock Purdy actually hits him in stride, he still has a big game, even on limited snap counts. If he plays, you got to play him. I I think that's really basically what this comes down to. Chase, I guess a quick question for you, because I don't want to spend too much time talking about Brandon Ayuk, but if you are, if you own Brandon Ayuk, and maybe you do in some leagues, would you rather see the 49ers play him or sit him for the longevity or just want to play him because it's a great match against the Giants?
1: Um, I want him to stay healthy because when he's healthy, I have, and I'm on record. I said it last week, I'll say it all season until I get, I see it proven. Otherwise, I think he's the best wide receiver on that team fantasy wise. I think he's, I think he's the, you know, I think he's the best option they have as a wide receiver, as a straight wide receiver, but I don't necessarily want to see him aggravate that shoulder injury or, you know, play through it and be lesser than, so I'm okay I didn't necessarily draft Brandon Iok to have to be one of my top two wide receivers in a lot of leagues. Um, I do have him. I, I have a handful of him. Um, I would, you know, Hey, if he's going to be limited, just back off, let him heal, let him get healthy, put him back in later on. I'm not worried about matchups. I know it's a good matchup against the giants. I'm not necessarily worried about matchups with anybody on the 49ers offense, because I think they're just that good a team. But yeah, I, I, if, if he's, banged up in any way i would much rather see him get healthy
0: yeah i tend to agree longevity matters more to me as somebody who does have brain Ayuka certain certain situations here's what i would say if he does play tomorrow i have to think they let him play because they don't feel like he's going to be limited otherwise why take the chance when you're a 10-point favorite Yeah, if so he's, he's,
1: yeah if he's out there i think it's a positive sign for yeah, his um, injury um, status
0: and it was not a, there was no fracture on the x-ray. Let's welcome in Adam LaRue. And Adam, you can a- answer one of our questions from one of our returning guests here. Uh, Acres to Minnesota, should I consider stashing? Adam, would you stash Cam Acres now?
2: Uh, I, I, I think that there's, it's league to league, I guess is what I would say. Look, uh, I, I think especially in standard, I would consider stashing them, especially if there's bigger benches. Uh, I, I think realistically the same thing that plagued him uh, in uh, for the Rams is going to plague him to a l- lesser extent, but nonetheless still plague him in Minnesota. And what I mean by that, look, if you can't pass block and if you're not trusted to be the pass catcher, that's going to limit you from a fantasy perspective. And that's like the one thing that Minnesota should trust uh, Madison to do to some extent. Now, look he's not great at it, but Akers hasn't shown any propensity to be a good pass blocker in the NFL to this point. So I I think Madison still gets uh, the snaps in those situations. Now, early down guy, I think Akers takes it and I think he takes it very quickly is how much do you expect that to be worth? And I think that's, you know, maybe that's a flex. Maybe that's someone who is a high end handcuff. Maybe he's Uh, In certain matchups, plus matchups, you can play him, but you don't when it's going to be, you know, explosive offenses back and forth. But with Minnesota's defense so far, that's been all of them. So (laughs) that's kind of my concern with him in Minnesota is if he's the early down back and I want to play him when when Minnesota's in plus, how many of those they have.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the simple answer here is just is just yes. Look, I don't know what the hell went on with Cam Akers and Sean McVay and how we just had round two this year to start off. Like it's absolutely insane, but we did see Cam Akers be a league winner at the end of the year. Alexander Madison's not known for being the healthiest of dudes, and even this winds up being a split. He could put himself in some kind of flex play consideration, especially if Madison does wind up getting injured at some point down the road. So, yeah, I definitely think you stash Cam Akers right now, especially with how many needy teams are out there. One more question, and we'll wrap up this Thursday night game. Johnny said, I just traded Godwin, Jalen Warren, Isaiah Pacheco for Amari Cooper, Cam Akers, and Tutu Atwell. Was it a good trade? I think it depends on how running back needy you were. Let's, let's put it that way. Because Pacheco is a starting running back now. I know he's injured with the hamstring right now. We don't know what his availability is going to be this week, and that's 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 all fair and good. But as it stands today, let's injury aside, he's a starting running back right now, and you have a starting receiver in Godwin. You definitely improve with Amari Cooper over Chris God, over Chris Godwin, in my opinion. But you take a hit on Pacheco to Cam Akers right now, and Tutu, he's very much dependent on this Cooper Cup come back. Cooper Cup comes back, it's going to be. He's got got a little bit more. He's like, I got White, J.T. Kelly, and Moss as as your as your running backs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would have did that, day, that trade there, John, to be to be honest with you. I think you're giving up a little bit too much because 2-2 has a limited ceiling if Cooper Cobb comes back. Cam Akers, I don't think you're ever going to feel comfortable playing him unless he overtakes Madison or Madison gets injured. Jalen Warren is kind of in the same space as Cam Akers with much higher upside, in my opinion, because he brings something in the passing game. He's already doing it now. So, John, I don't know if I would have did that deal. You guys disagree or agree?
1: No, I agree. I think that, you know, it, again, I, I don't necessarily know if it means how how needy his running back room was, but his, his wide receiver room, you had three starting. Run- I mean, if you've got JT and Moss, you've got one starting running back, depending on whatever happens. White is a starting running back. Kelly is not. So you've got two starting running backs now where you had three, when you had Pacheco, plus you had a flex option and a possible who knows what will happen in Pittsburgh with Warren uh, with Godwin. I agree that Godwin to Amari is an upgrade to, two, like you said, might be absolutely fantasy worthless in three, four weeks. If, if Cooper cup can come back um, and Akers, nobody knows, like he says, it's a dart throw. It is. It is a complete total dart throw. Um, it- is, I mean, but it's... Dylan
0: Warren's a better dart throw. He would have been in a similar situation. I, I don't. I don't yeah. think I would have did that trade. Uh, I don't think
2: I would have, but I don't think it's the end of the world. No, I right, no, did put it that way. The, the sky isn't falling. Don't be like, ah, oh, crap. I
0: no, you didn't lose Whatever. the trade. I don't want to put yeah. it that way. You didn't no, lose no, no, no. the trade. I just don't think I would have bothered doing the trade. Uh, let's just finish up this Thursday night game because obviously you're going to play Darren Waller even in a tough matchup. But George Kittle, he's like tight end eight. Just He's kind of falling into the Kyle Pitts category for me right now. My tight end eight based on talent. You have to start based on talent, but he's blocking so much. I got him an eight ECR, has him at six. And it's just nine targets, six receptions, and 49, 49 yards through two games. If Ayuk misses, maybe he has some more upside because then his receiving will have to get an uptick. But if Ayuk is out there, I think it's just more of the same for Kittle. His player prop at 44 and a half, I'd bet the under before I would bet yeah. the over on that one. I mean, Adam, Adam will kick it to you. because you just join the show. Where are you out in George Kittle right now?
2: I mean, it, it, this is always plugged George, George Kittle. I mean, Let's face it. He is, from a fantasy perspective, he is too good of a football player because you can't use him in multiple ways, including blocking a lot. He adds so much of uh, for a team that let's face it, the offensive line is anchored by a left tackle and George Kittle. That's you know really all the blocking that you're getting done. Uh, you, you rely heavily on the running game. You have a a young quarterback. So the extra blocking help is really, really important. I think Shanahan realizes that that's, you know, allowing Kittle to block a lot more. I think as we get deeper into the season to keep teams off guard, they're going to have to use him to attack the seams more. Uh, But early on here and in this matchup specifically, I agree. I think I don't feel super, super confident playing him.